Hello, listeners. As I look at the microphone, this is episode five of D Dog Talk. I am here with the Max Scanlon. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Max. How did we meet? How did we meet? I remember. We met at a wonderful party mm-hmm. in college. In collage. <laughs> eons um, ago yeah you were a freshman we were doing the freshman party and we just looked at each other and we we're like asian asian oh also i'm asian for those who can't see for those <laughs> those who are only listening i am chinese so um yeah so we looked at each other and we're like asian and then we got to know each other like months later we did. <laughs> once we eventually got our schedules back and all that and then so, now Mags made her way out to LA and we spent the last seven days. Yeah. Last Last week week. causing crime, going crazy, (laughs) driving in a convertible, living our best lives. I was supposed to get like a Toyota Corolla and I, um, for some reason, my card couldn't go through because they're like, you're not a real person. So I couldn't book a rental car. so then I just went to Alamo and I was like, I need a car for like five days. And then they were like, how about this one? Shout out to Jordan at Alamo. Um, got me a convertible, a Chevy a Camaro 2019 convertible. And we've been tooling around in that. So that was really fun. <laughs> We're also eating ramen right now. Yeah, spicy shin ramen. So. Because why not eat ramen? Mm-hmm. On my last night here. <laughs> On your last night here. Yeah. Which... Mags has to leave in two hours and 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. But we decided to create this podcast to relive our wonderful memories. It's all been a blur. It's all been a blur. It's all been a crazy blur. <laughs> Quite the blur. Shall we start like, from the beginning? Yeah. So, <laughs> We've been doing this this entire time, like going through being like, yeah, we did that. What day was it? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Was it two days ago or was it three hours ago? I don't know. <laughs> well, I know when I came in, it was 945 in LA, AM, I came in. And I was like, I don't have a car. <laughs> and I might have to Uber to his house. So I was also in my last acting class. Mm-hmm. Um, right when Mags was texting me. She's like, I'm on my way. I'm like, great. I have to memorize this scene and go into an acting class in like 10 minutes. But we figured it out and you made your way here. Yeah. And I remember seeing the convertible. The white convertible. You lost, lost it. Lost my shit. I'm like, how the hell did you get a convertible? <laughs> and how and why? But like, I'm not mad. Yeah. Not at all. Every single time we've been together, um, and it's during the day, uh, we've been driving the convertible <laughs> everywhere. And even when it's cold, because I didn't think that LA would be so cold. I thought like it'd be like 70, 80, something like that. Sunny. Still winter, man. Yeah, it was kind of cold. I wore my jacket the entire time. Like I was really surprised. Like right now it's cold. It's cold. It's and, chilly. And that's Minnesota too. Yeah. I just came back from Minnesota. Or I'm, I'm from Minnesota, so we... I just came back. Well, I guess it was really warm that week, too. It was, like, in the 30s when I came over. I dropped noodle on my pants. Oh, no, cup noodle. Is cup noodle okay? (laughs) Not cup noodle. (laughs) Cup noodle is making its debut here on the podcast. So there was a night. We're skipping around. We're putting a pause on day one. We haven't even started day one yet. But there was this inside joke that we have had for the past couple days called cup noodle. And there was a whole night... Where soju might have been involved, where we had a feast of the gods. It was just a bunch of little snacks here and there that I had in my, my, uh, in my baby bell cheese. In the baby bell cheeses. But 
Cup and Noodle was the name of the restaurant that we decided <laughs> to create. And Cup Noodle had multiple courses that were so filling. Yeah. We ate like fruit smoothies out of wine glasses. Yeah. And you made you eat? made cup noodle like literally it was like the, oh, the was ramen that's how it started the ramen and i was not functional so i would stand there and i was opening <laughs> that i was trying to get the plastic off and i was i think it took me like five minutes to just get the outer plastic off oh my gosh. and you were just staring at me like cup noodle is still working is ready to eat and, <laughs> and then we had pizza <laughs> later it was insane I'm just mm-hmm. challenged down. I don't even know what day that was, but... I think it was the... Second night? First day. First date? <laughs> so the first day, Max got here. We did my acting class. She explored my wonderful building. Yeah. And then we went to go to... We went across the street to our favorite place in the world. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Boba. <laughs> Not Mr. Boba. Yeah, Mr. Boba. Um, we've gone there Seven times. <laughs> Every single day? No, six, because we skipped a day. So doing the math, each drink costs like at least $8. Yeah. 16 if we tip every single time. Yeah. $20, let's just say, per visit. <laughs> Seven times 20 is $140 that we spent just on boba drinks. Um. Yeah, in Minnesota, we don't have boba on every single corner of the street. So um, I've been craving boba for a long time. Um, I have to drive like 30 minutes to go get boba. <laughs> and it was just across the street here. So, bro, I think we're at least 20% boba at this point. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I Probably feel like more. there's like a little colony of boba, boba pearls in our tummies just cheering us on <laughs> or <really>? to buy more. We're <laughs> just sitting and festering in our stomachs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whichever. Um, but yeah, that's. <laughs> Actually, no, that's just our LA trip. Just both and Ramen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. We're adding the podcast. Six minutes in. <laughs> no, what did we, do we after had. That? <laughs> <laughs> what did we do after that? I know what we did the next day because that was fun. We did something. We explored Koreatown. Yeah, we explored we Koreatown. Oh, yeah. No, we, we ate lunch at uh, the soup. We got like big bowls of. Um, soup yeah i had um <laughs> soup question mark that's all my brain can come up with at this point i had i had um uh seafood that seafood soup and then you had oh yeah the, it looked red yeah. it looked oh my gosh what did you get we went to uh, this mall place that's in walking distance mm-hmm. and there was korean food we ate korean food mm-hmm. and yeah it was like black bean paste fried rice with yeah <laughs> i said that i said that that way because i was about to like never mind <laughs> but i ate it for a little bit but then i got yeah. freaked out so then i just ate yeah. all the rice mm-hmm. and we got this fun little seafood melody it did it was wonderful Thanks. so i loved it i love seafood <laughs> and then we went home was that we went first? to a bookstore oh yeah we went to the that roof was of that really place. fun um it was a used bookstore um with a gorgeous view um, and it had Korean and English um, books in it, and it was really cool. Um, and yeah, um, I wanted to After get that. What did we do? Um, thought we walked around more and then just went home because. Yeah, I think we just got soju and called it a day. Yeah, because. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. No. We went to the Hollywood sign. Oh, and we went to the Griffith Observatory. Oh my god! Wait, no, we didn't. Was work. that all? That was all in one day. In one day. 
Wow. Because I think the first day when you got here, we were like, okay, we have to do everything today. So wow. we took your convertible all the way to the Hollywood sign. We took pictures there. We yeah. looked at houses. You know what? I think that's why I forgot about it. The Hollywood sign was so boring. Yeah, I was a bit underwhelming. <laughs> like we went up to it and it didn't really get much bigger. I thought it would be like massive. No, it's because like a... it's so big far away, but then like you don't you can't really get close to it. So it's just yeah, there. It's just there. Yeah. So that I think was we spent a solid five minutes there. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And then we left to the Griffith Observatory. We Which saw stars. Yeah. I love being there. It's it was amazing. Movie. The museum in there was beautiful. Yeah. I stars, man. Yeah. Stars. Stars. <laughs> and then we went home. And then yes. we had Zoju. And then Cup Noodle was born. <laughs> exactly. That was <laughs> day, day one. one. <laughs> God. Dang. That was crazy. I didn't know that was the first day. That's wow. crazy. I don't know what I thought it was because it couldn't be the second day because we ran into that issue. So Derek's um like visitor parking lot closes at 8.30-ish, yeah. like probably pretty much 8.30. And we were um, we went to LA Freeze and went on our way back. We were like, oh, no. It's 7.30 and we have to walk back to the car and then we have to drive 40 minutes and we cut it so close. And luckily it was like 8.37 and someone was coming out as a guest. So the bridge went open and we just zoomed in there after like it was insane. Yep. We kind of broke the law there. So, <laughs> but hey, we weren't about to like find a parking spot. It's parking yeah. is freaking a headache. <laughs> Slammed my head on the table. Um, so we, we made it. We yeah. pulled a Fast and Furious movie number 53 and <laughs> did a little whoop de doo da and found our way back into the Most garage. of the stuff that I've been doing driving, I wouldn't have been able to do with my car in Minnesota because it has no power. There's two horsepower and it's like pony power. Pony power. <laughs> but Only two ponies. This thing, I, yeah, I haven't driven, first of all, a car this new but also a car this powerful <laughs> so we just zoomed in there and got in um but anyway um start of thursday was la up. freeze right yeah la oh, okay. freeze so we woke take up the wheel. we got lunch <laughs> right oh no oh no <laughs> take the wheel i'll take Here the wheel back yeah <laughs> i feel like before we go on though we should talk about about who you are dysfunctional monkeys. dysfunctional <laughs> monkeys we did we labeled this to fun- <laughs> This episode, Dysfunctional Monkeys. We are dysfunctional monkeys on all fronts. Like, I think we complement each other really well because you can do a lot of things I can't, and I can do a lot of things you can't. (laughs) I can do anything you can. Better than, what was that called? Anything you can do, I can do better. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. There we go. There's a musical theater. LA Freeze. Dysfunctional Monkeys. And Dysfunctional Monkeys. Basically, we're both dysfunctional on Soju. (laughs) And I think we drank a lot of soju this trip. Yeah. Only like four bottles. Yeah, that's not bad. That's four not different bad. nights. <laughs> four different nights, four different bottles. Yeah. Uh, Soju's so cheap here. In Minnesota, it it's like $13 at the store. But here in the grocery store, it's like four. Soju is like <gasps> spiked Sprite for me. Yeah, I love I soju. It. It's like spiked. Yeah, it's really good. It's so tasty. <laughs> Why did me. I reiterate that? I don't know. <laughs> I just want you all to know it tastes like spiked Sprite. Anyway. I like really. I we, we went to lunch though, right? Before... Um, because we? we we went to um, LACMA we, first. Oh, God. LACMA was so disappointing. I know. I'm so sorry, LACMA. You were fun on the topmost floor, and then it got um, really, interesting. It got really boring after a while. Um, I love museums. We love museums. Mm-hmm. But LACMA... I had more fun than you did at LACMA. Um, I think did. I did. I, I love the little <laughs> lampposts and everything. 
that was like the first yeah. thing we saw. We had a little photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, we had a huge photo shoot. Like a huge photo shoot. Which you can check out on our Instagrams. <laughs> that was so scary. I don't know where that voice came from. Who was Someone that? who's trying to crawl out I and know. Like say some, something. I feel like there's just a multiple voice. Anyway, uh, we went to the top level and it was, what was of the Lachma. theme? Was um, the theme the it? It top level German was modern art. Um, no, that was just one of the rooms. Was, oh, uh, right. two, no, two rooms was dedicated to German expressionism. And I love German expressionism. If you like dark, really twisted stuff, but not like actually gory. German expressionism. Um, really, really good. So that's the top floor, but also it had um, Picasso's. Um, it had some, oh my gosh, why can't I think of any? Of course, when I'm on the spot, I can't think of any artists, but it had really fun, um, famous artists. Um, George O'Keefe. Um, you said Picasso. What? Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I look up, I say, Picasso. Yeah, he was there. He was there, wasn't he? Um, so really beautiful pieces, um, modern art um and i really enjoyed the we, we both enjoyed the top floor um it was beautiful we went into this one room that was like you know remember the room we, we had to go in <laughs> there's so many rooms no, but like the, oh the, the scary world, room the scary oh rooms. my gosh there was this beautifully done piece so many details and you go like an atmosphere okay, yeah <laughs> no it was just so scary but really cool because you go into these like old doors that squeak open and like it's like there's these really characterized old doors against like a white wall and you start in there and then it has like a series of, it looked like, um, you know, those old garage, like car, like, uh, what are those called? Like the separated garages, like a separate garage from the house. And then like, it a, just, like a shed. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a shed because um it had just all this stuff tools and like dolls on the wall and like um various um tools it was crazy it was almost like something out of a horror movie before the horror happens it just looks scary but nothing is actually happening but chucky that chucky thing was driving the car it was a chucky doll driving yeah it was crazy yeah and luckily i'm short and i didn't see it but derek had to lift me up and i was like put me down put me down down." like once i saw it it was so scary get us out but there was like this atmospheric like noise too coming out of a radio that was kind of noise crickets. kind of crickets and kind of like a there music was some, like, and rewinding music yeah like, music going backwards yeah. and somebody saying something yeah. it was just a beautifully created piece yeah think, like, there's so much it, we felt like two main characters in a horror movie yeah which i appreciated because you teleported you... yeah like because oh, at God. first we were in a museum then we were somewhere else which is amazing i love those kinds mm-hmm. of exhibits where you just walk into it and it's like where the heck am I? And everywhere you look, there's always detail. Like you look around a corner, the there's like little, thing. it's so crazy. Like there's these cabinets just full of little trinkets, just like really nicely placed too. Like you look yeah. at it and it's like, they're their own characters in their own little world. And then you step out and you're like, oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. And then when we got out, we looked up on the ceiling and then there's a little box with a little moving fan. Like it was like a crazy. tiny room. It was crazy. I love art. Yeah, it was beautiful. Anywho, the second floor was <laughs> less than stellar. <laughs> we got to the second floor and it was about computers. Yeah. It was about computers and technology. I enjoyed it I more just because I'm uh, I'm a lighting designer. So I do a lot of, I, I work with a lot of tech anyway. But yeah, it was, I understand the point and I understand the art and why it's considered art. However... <laughs> Um, it was a little much for me. It was very analog. It was very like, I don't know how to explain it. Just go see it. <laughs> People in Minnesota, 
go see it and develop your own opinion. Fly all the way to Los Angeles yes. to see the second floor of LACMA. People of Los Angeles, just go to LACMA. <laughs> just go to LACMA. Anyway, the first floor was the most underwhelming. <laughs> it was only two sculptures and... We had the separate rooms, though. I wanted to see the space between because that was one of the... Oh, shit, there was more. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about it. There was, so, um, there was two sculptures. One of them was kind of a big... Um, I thought it was like copper ribbon or I, I don't know what material it was, but it was a big metal material and then you got to walk in and out of the ribbons and everything. Um, that was one room. And then the next room, it had a giant city with cars and unfortunately it wasn't running for us. It only runs 30 minutes a day, I think. And all the cars just zoom around. And that was uh, pretty cool. yeah, that one was really fun. And you could go upstairs and then look down onto the city. That one was cool. Um, and it kind of looked like a bunch of cities. Like I kind of saw Chicago and I kind of saw New York. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. And then um, the next two rooms um, in the lobby, in the other part of the lobby, it was split between um, Korean art and um, Korean modern art mixed with a little bit of traditional art. And then um, black uh, and African-American art. And that was gorgeous. And I really wanted to see the space between. And I thought that was at LA Freeze because they had they had a spotlight on the space between mm. for LA Freeze. They're like, hey, go see this. This is really important. And it was closing, I think, on the 19th, February 19th, mm. I think. 16th? Oh, I don't know when it closed, but it was we just now. made it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so cool um, just seeing art from you know a different country. And I actually recently came back from Korea um from like a vacation so that was really cool to see that um yeah yeah and then uh you go over to this like uh black art like african-american history black history and just like seeing the the pain but then the healing as well it was just gorgeous like absolutely stunning like there's this big boat with like a black um like shiny like floor to it so that if you look at it from a certain angle like it looked like a ship in the nighttime and then you got to see the reflection with all of the names of all the fallen um like people who fought for black rights and everything it was beautiful i wanted to like it a stunning piece. i wish that was in a black room black shiny room and i wanted to have two side lights on it so that like everything oh god i just want to light it with stars mm. up above so it's like star star and like the horizon is just endless like we were I'm walking nuts. <laughs> throughout LACMA and there were so many pieces that Mags was like, I wish I could like this differently and showcase it better. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the big, the there's big a, cross thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a big star. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, cool. That's a really cool piece, a really cool painting. You got up close to it and it's actually 3D, like coming out at you. And it's this big starburst um, with like dark reds and blacks and all that is beautiful. However, I would have lit it much differently because it's 3D and you would have never known unless if you've gone up to it and looked at it so i would have sculpted it a little bit better but you know you can't have everything <laughs> so 20 minutes in i think we should let the listeners know who don't know you oh yeah that you are a lighting designer yeah in minneapolis you're based in minneapolis yes and you work at the chanas and dinner theaters right now i do and yeah. Yeah, I work at the Chan and Dinner Theaters as an electrician, um, a part-time electrician. And then I am a freelance designer as well, light freelance lighting designer. So I've done um ice skating shows and I've done I haven't done a dance show in a long time, um, but I'd love to do one. Um and then I've done plays and musicals and that was really fun. Um I teach kids whenever I get the chance. Um and 
Um, my other part-time job is um, I work for uh, an artist named Takumba Aiken. Um, and that's why I'm in LA uh, to begin with, because he was actually represented in LA Freeze and had a few of his pieces. What um, is LA Freeze? LA Freeze is a giant art show um, where a ton of people from, I think it was over a hundred countries came in to show their art pieces and a ton of collectors were invited and just people who wanted to decorate their houses with art. And it was just, it, it t- took place in the Santa Monica airport. So you could just fly in and then see an art show basically. And it was really cool. Um, we got to see a ton of different art. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like, because it's not a museum, it's more like, um, an art show where you can just collect art and buy art, but some of them look like museum pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them were definitely decoration pieces. <laughs> it was crazy because we went there on Thursday and Thursday mm-hmm. night was by invite only. Yes. So Thursday was invite only and we got the pleasure. Uh, thank you, Dream Song, for giving us two tickets uh, Thursday night and we got to hang around and just look at everything. It was just beautiful. So. The craziest part, though, was just the people yeah. that were there on Invite Only Night. Mm-hmm. Because this show was like a showcase of pieces that range to how much money? Oh, yeah. From, um, well, the average, like, quote unquote, lowest price was about $2,000. Which is crazy. Um, there are really small ones that are actually less than 2000, but like the kind of just, um, like 18 by 20 pieces were about like $2,000. There were no prices on any of these tags. Like you just, if you liked a piece, you just went up and said, okay. And then just talked with the artist or the representative and then you bought it and you didn't really look at the price tag. Um, that's the kind of art show where it's less about the price and more about the art, but also the prices that I know can range from 2000 to 16,000 easy. Like that's the average. That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. And it's considered to be the largest event in LA period. Oh, geez. I just, but yeah. And we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. Fun. The art there was stunning. stunning. Like, And every second of it actually was an art piece in itself, like every moment, because when we saw people, they were dressed up as art pieces as well. Like people's fashion was amazing. Like I wanted to bring my sketchbook so I could sketch some of the, uh, not even costumes, just, I I don't know, costumes. Colors, colors, yeah. And hairstyles, like there were hairstyles I've never seen before. Crazy. It was something that you see in like the capital of Hunger Games, except for not so like large and angular, but yeah, like... Um, and we walked there. We yeah, we walk walked there. there. Um, like they didn't have parking, so we had to park like thirty minutes away. Yeah, and walk because Ubers were like hundred and sixty dollars yeah. to get like um, mm-hmm. not even a mile, like 0.7 miles. Mm-hmm. So just getting there was crazy, but mm-hmm. walking around and seeing the art pieces, mm-hmm. like stunning. stunning. I don't even know how to describe the art that I saw because like. The pieces were like made, some of them were made like this year, mm-hmm. would you say? And then some of them were made in like the 80s. In the 80s. So it just ranged time period wise. Mm-hmm. And there were sculptures too. And there was this like really otherworldly weird shit. And I think <laughs> we were in one of the exhibits at Lachman talking about this, but we sometimes, at least we feel like when we're creating something, we feel like, oh, this is creepy and weird. Yeah. And then you're like, 
go to a museum or go to an art show to see even creepier and weirder stuff. It's uh-huh. like, it's like um, oh yeah, we can go there. We can go there. Yeah. And go further because other human beings just have such unique perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like I held myself back when I was like making my art pieces. Um, I'm also a painter, fun fact. Um, but whenever I paint, to me, they're like really scary and I'm like, oh, I should pull back. But then yeah, when I go to a museum, especially German Expressionism, I'm like, no, I'm vanilla. I'm okay. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and Gosh, the first room we walked into was the, I think it was like the yeah. art of the grotesque. Yes. And oh my God, it was so good. Images I would have never even thought mm-hmm. of or dreamed of. Yeah, there was this whole like wall and it was like the dead body, the whatever, the yeah. <laughs> um, the corpse, the, um, what, what was it? It was just oh, all these yeah. titles were just wild. Yeah. So anyway, art is crazy, and <laughs> go to an art show near you. Yes. Otherwise, LA Cruz was amazing. Yeah. And we got to see Tukumba's exhibit, which is mm-hmm. stunning. And to be recognized like that, I was reading some of um, the publications that have been writing about him, and just recognizing that like he is one of the few like spirit writers that are still here, and that he puts it into the abstract. And oh, it was so cool. I loved how good the public received his art. What's a spirit writer? Um, a spirit writer, to my understanding, is you sit there and then you just kind of go into like this Zen mode and just allow the voices and your ancestors to come through and you just start painting to the rhythm of the voices, the rhythm of what's around you. Um, Takumba describes it kind of like um, a drummer, like a playing the drums, is that you hear this rhythm and then you do these rhythm patterns. So it might be a ton of faces. Um for one of the lines and then um each rhythm pattern has a certain meaning and Takumba is a healer and he heals through art so all of his rhythm patterns deal with loss love healing regeneration so and it heals him when he does it and it's kind of amazing like kind of amazing really amazing um and he does all these layers and then he puts uh, tape on top and then does another layer and then peels the tape back to um which you helped do yeah (laughs) we were there at freeze and i was looking at the pieces and Max was like, I did that. I did that there. I did that. And it's just amazing that you were able to work on these pieces with him and to see them all the way here out in LA. It's so crazy. And then to hear about them that they got by. Yeah. So it's just like, you have a hand in creating something. It's and I was so telling cool. Max this at the exhibit and she needs to do this. <laughs> but like, I feel looking at the art there, I, I truly believe that down the road, your pieces can be there. I like you so. can have your own little section at LA Freeze. And I will go there and I'll buy all of it. With <laughs> I'll just give you all of, money of it. That I, <laughs> I think I'll just give you them and then you could be like, yeah, I bought it. And then when it gets like really expensive, then you could be like, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll tap out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious. No, like give yourself the permission that you yeah. are able to be, I don't know, just, I don't know if just as good is the right way because mm-hmm. it's art. Mm-hmm. Like good is not. Oh, so it's subjective you can't, you can't measure I was, that, yeah because you know I mean? like some of the stuff there we were like why is that here like, yeah. i remember looking at a canvas and there were three yeah three cuts cut. like That's you took it. a box cutter and you just cut through the, the canvas wasn't it was like a canvas you buy at, like Target. yeah and yeah like, it was already pre-stretched pre-primed whatever and then there's just three cuts in it i'm like wolverine that's it just and little... it was like a thousand dollars all remake glass yeah. boxes with oh. nothing in it I'm like, that's a statement. What is the statement? I guess I just want like. I want to know why. Yeah, they were just dichroic glass. Like you can just buy dichroic glass and make um, 
a box yourself. I guess we I guess we were walking through the museum and we talked about this too. How there is mm-hmm. this one scenario where someone put a piece of glass or not, a pair of glasses. Yeah. In the and then people just started taking pictures of it. Exactly. Like- that wasn't um this this was like one of the news articles that I read, but it was at like MoMA or something, and someone was like, Hey, what's gonna happen? So they took off their glasses and put it on the floor and then started taking pictures and everyone was looking and then they started taking pictures too because it was like a statement but really it's just like the person's glasses but Psychology, man. yeah that's the same thing about when if the human beings looking up at something everyone's <laughs> gonna be looking up too because they're like what is up there yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's crazy the human brain it's crazy but anyway, yeah, that was our journey on LA journey. Freeze. Yeah. And then we had, we had to run. We both had to pee so bad. Oh, yeah, that was the worst. Like I've never gotten angry from having to go to the bathroom, but <laughs> I was silent and I was walking. I was also in heels and a dress and I was silent. I didn't even talk to you for like five minutes. No. And I was like, <laughs> where's... Go. Human, human bodily function fan will, is the trump card. Over everything. And it's funny because we had a bathroom right at LA Freeze. We did. But we decided, yeah. No. <laughs> That's a theme. That's a theme of our trip. Anyway, we went but, home. Yeah. I went home. Bare- soju yeah. And then followed a night. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then Friday, day three Friday. Yeah. What did we do? I think I started to work. That was my work. I yeah. Because I couldn't give up my jobs. Yeah. Derek is a trooper because he worked like nine hours every single day and took care of me here. <laughs> like he's such a trooper and he was so tired. I was so sleepy. And I was like, let's go. Let's so go. we did it. It was, yeah. it was worth it. I went on a hike that day though, which was fun. And you went to work. Um, yeah. How's your hike? I bet you're, you talk about your hike is way more interesting than me talking about work. Oh, it was nice. no i went to um the griffith is that griffith Griffith. (laughs) that's such a difficult word to pronounce um the griffith observatory hike and i wanted to go to the bird of like the bird sanctuary and i couldn't find any parking yeah i love birding um yeah i really do i wish i brought my bird book um but yeah, I really like birding, so I was going to go there, and I couldn't, so I was like, okay, I'll just run up this hill. Um, <laughs> like, I'll just run. My legs will run. Yeah, So, and I brought my sketchbook and everything, and I just ran up, and then I just went on a journey, and yeah, I really like rock climbing and hiking, and it was just really fun, and I got to watch the sunset. Like, um, I went up to this little cliff where it was just me, and got to watch the sunset and draw. Mm. Um and then I went back down and then went home because I had to really make sure that I got in the garage before 8.30 p.m. Yes, it's like Indiana so, Jones. Yeah. And the, the Temple of Doom with the rock. And yeah. The, all right, we're going to move on. <laughs> that analogy's not going to work out. I don't remember. <laughs> I have, yeah, I don't think I saw it. Ooh. Yeah. So we both don't know. <laughs> Day four. Day four, I think I doubled that word. Yep. You do. I slept. So I okay. had to figure out my cards because I forgot to call my bank and always call your bank before you go on a trip because they yeah. froze my cards and I couldn't do anything. And so I had to call both banks and be like, hi, I'm actually here. <laughs> this is a real human. So that was fun. And then 
I fell asleep actually. I That's watched. Like it was a really low key day. I watched Physical One Hundred. I watched. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, <laughs> Derek was like, "Have you seen Physical One And I was like, "No." And I was like, "You gotta watch it." So have when you seen Physical One Hundred, listeners, yeah. you have to see it's it. It's really good. If you like an American Ninja Warrior, you'd really like Physical One Hundred. If you enjoy any physical thing like gym stuff, <laughs> gym stuff. <laughs> Physical yeah, 100 no. is basically about, it's a Korean show about, kind of like Squid Game, but real life Squid Game. Uh, Except no one dies. No one dies, <laughs> they just get emotionally damaged by having to damage their, anyway, you have to watch it. And Their pride show. gets hurt. It's addicting. It's addicting. It they is. Think, like Olympians and athletes at the top mm-hmm. of the field and they all compete in these physical games. I love how there's such a variety because unlike American Ninja Warrior where like you have all these strength and like it takes amazing strength to do American Ninja Warrior but it is catered towards one specific body type which yeah. is you have to be lean muscle, you have to have huge grip strength and upper body strength and you have to be uh, light on your feet. Um, and with physical 100, you had like bodybuilders, you had like massive, like, what are those like deadlifters dance? Yeah. And yeah. Bodybuilders who do like the bikini stuff or like, yeah, like it was amazing uh, to see all the body types. Yeah. It's a dating show. I think you all should Mm -hmm. watch it. It's It was amazing. And I binged that so that we could watch the finale together. And that was amazing. Um, but yeah. That's at least 12 hours <laughs> just <laughs> us sitting there watching the show. It was incredible. But I tend to get really anxious when I'm in a new place. Just like, um, I'm just like, I want to do something. Like if I'm going to be here spending a lot of money, I might as well just do, do stuff. stuff. Yeah. But eventually my body got like worn out and tired. So I was like, okay. And I just decided to take a chill day and just watch Physical 100. And it was really nice. And it was, it allowed my body to rest and everything. Cause my legs hurt so bad. Like after doing all that walking and I, do a workout right before you came. Oh yeah. I signed up for a gym and I don't know if I regret it or not, but, um, I did a workout like just before I flew out to LA. So the next day I was in pain. Um, cause I haven't worked out in like three years. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. I just, I, I love working out, but I haven't done it in such a long time. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was crazy. So I've been in pain this entire week. <laughs> but basically Same. after watching that, yeah, we are motivated. Oh, we yeah. are going to the gym. We started doing like push-ups on the floor for some reason. And we're going to go be healthy yeah. as best as we can. No, it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, what did we do Sunday? Sunday was day four. Did we just skip Saturday? Friday, Saturday. Oh, no. Day five. Day five, Sunday. Did we do Saturday already? Saturday. Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah. Sunday was. This was literally a couple days ago. Why don't I remember? What did we do? Did we just stay in? Did we drive somewhere? We went to stores. More stores? Did we we drive somewhere? Wow, we are at our wit's end. (laughs) What did we even do Sunday? Both of our brains have been dead. Can we skip to Monday? I think I might know Monday. Screw Sunday. Sunday. We don't need Sunday. Monday, we went to... <laughs> I don't know what we did. <laughs> oh, what no. We, well, we, we went to Boba again, for sure. Yeah. We definitely went to Boba. I to thought be. we skipped that dance. <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> it's all... <laughs> Basically... We skipped one day. Like, we've only went to Boba, like, I think six times. I think we can just jump around to the stories that we do Okay. Remember. We almost died on the highway. Oh. LA drivers are crazy. That was the first time I've ever experienced 
that kind of road rage. Like I've experienced road rage in Minnesota, but this is so different. Like you, like it was what you were saying of like road rage can turn into assault really fast here. Yeah. Like the things, in fact, I didn't drive for quite a while after that road rage because it was just so scary, but it was also like just thinking about what people would do like and how far how far they'd take it just to complete something or do something for someone or for themselves like how far you go because like it's total common sense to be like i would kill for you like i love you right now i wouldn't like murder but like i like if you were in danger i would do anything to get you out of danger yeah no matter what it took and yeah i wouldn't do the same (laughs) you'd run you would run Um, I literally I'll... carried you one time <laughs> yeah. as we were running away from the homeless man. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> experience, oh, yeah. Two. You didn't let me fight him. You were just like, let's run away let's instead. Run. <laughs> um, no, I'm a fighter sometimes. Um, and that is what, because you were like, don't do it, don't do it. And I was like, I just want to toy with them. And then me realizing that like, oh, like me being funny isn't funny to other people. And like someone would literally stop, full stop on the freeway when Trying people are going 80. Yeah. It was just, plane, but also made someone crash into us. Yeah, and they were on their phones the entire time and swerving in and out and going into the shoulder they and cutting people off. Over. Like it was, it was really scary. So I, I didn't drive for a while because that's the first time that I've experienced that. Like, yeah, like literal inches away. Yeah, from... it was so not worth it. I'd rather just. And then we made sure that we got off not on the same exit as they did. In fact, they sped off and just disappeared. So, but yeah. I just. <clears throat> the amount of danger you could put someone in and it's just so selfish yeah it's just like i don't know the selfishness is what scares me i think like i just that's why whenever i like encounter anyone on the highway who i know is like swerving or is like i can tell if they're Mm -hmm. aggravated they will like excel the situation Mm -hmm. i never like i'll take the low road i'll go 40 miles an hour and you know what you can speed past me cut me off I don't give a shit because after like mm-hmm. a day I will, I will forget about it because like mm-hmm. why would you carry that shit but if you like continue to excel like, the situation what are you gonna get from that you know mm-hmm. so it's like and for me curiosity got me because I've never driven here so yeah. I kind of got us in a really bad situation and I felt so bad for that too because I was like mm-hmm. oh I let my curiosity go instead of keeping both of us safe like yeah. that was like super scary for me being like oh, I could be one of them. Like, I think it was really scary of like a self-reflection thing of like, what would I do to entertain my brain? You know, and because it was like a social experiment for me, like looking back on it, I was just curious to see what they'd do. Yeah. Because like, we don't have that at anywhere in Minnesota. Like you act like that and you could hit a patch of ice and die yourself. Like, you know, it's not worth it in Minnesota. Some people are like petty drivers and they'll just like honk at you in Minnesota because we don't use our horns really. Yeah. But here every day yeah (laughs) like here honking horns no big deal like let's see what it it was just crazy on another i'm like getting shaky thinking about it it's crazy it was was anxiety yeah we survived through it and i think Mm -hmm. um we hope to never encounter that situation Mm -hmm. again and now i know what it looks like so that i can avoid it and be like oh no like because not worth it and it's not worth what it did to me like emotionally yeah. i'm like i don't ever want to go through that again like that was just sad it yeah. at the end of the day looking back on it and because i kept my cool i can keep my cool in situations but looking back on it really does make me like sad and like yeah. just yeah people people but don't let don't let that like yeah. haunt you forever yeah because i feel like take what you can learn from that situation take everything mm-hmm. and then let it go mm-hmm. because if it continues to weigh you down throughout your life then it 
it's not serving any purpose besides mm-hmm. weight. I'll yeah. never drive again. Never drive again. <laughs> I drove like two days later, like really happy and everything. Yeah. I was totally fine. But like, yeah. yeah, for like a good 24 hours, though, it did weigh me down. And I was like just thinking about it. But then, yeah, yeah. like I think that's something that I have to learn is like letting go of things. Like think yeah, about right, it, exactly. close it, let it go, like yeah. put it on the shelf. So it's a, it's a skill. You have to continue mm-hmm. to do that because I remember a day I got yelled at at work mm-hmm. um, and I thought about it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. literally for two weeks because mm-hmm. I, I was obsessive and I had no one to vent to mm-hmm. um and that's when I recorded this podcast episode I talked to Jen about this a little bit mm-hmm. um but then after the two-week mark it got to the point where I was so frustrated with myself for thinking about it so much I just had to like literally talk to myself out loud alone and work myself through it learned everything I learned and say fuck it and throw it away because mm-hmm. it wasn't serving me anymore mm-hmm. so that's on that Anyway, that was yeah. one of the stories. You know Eric Dagelberg, right? Yeah, of course you Eric. do. Hi, er- Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to make you listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> so you can just do that. Anyway, um, he told me a really good story, and it was about it, – it's a Japanese tale. I'm not going to tell it very well, but it was a Japanese tale, and there's um, kind of an old man teacher and um, with his student, and they were going on a walk. And one day on their walk, they encountered um, this kind of old guy. He's like, hey, I need you to get me across the river and you have to like carry me. So then he and the old man helped carry this other old man across the river. And then they put him down nicely. And the old man was like, oh, like and just like yelling at him and not being grateful and everything. Um, And that bothered obviously that bothered both the old man and like the student. They kept walking. And then all of a sudden the student was like, oh God, he was so mean to us. Like, why would, you know, this, that was just so inconsiderate. Like we helped him. And the teacher, the old man was like, why are you still carrying him? Why are you still carrying him? You dropped him off at the river, but you're still carrying him and his burdens. Yeah. So I thought that was amazing. Like I need to, I think about that a lot because I do carry a lot of burdens with me still and I have to just let them go and just make myself lighter and just let it go, like drop them off somewhere. So, and it's just a really nice allegory. (laughs) That's beautiful. I never heard that story before, but it definitely clicked something in my brain Mm -hmm. because I was listening to you and I literally went, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ding, (laughs) clicked. But isn't it beautiful? It's also balanced too because it's like, Mm -hmm. You got to give yourself time mm-hmm. to work through that stuff. Exactly. And then let it go. Exactly. It, it's easy to be impatient and, be, and say like, why haven't I let this go yet? Mm-hmm. I've learned everything I can from it. Why is it still burdening me? Well, just be patient and just give it time because time does magnificent things in healing. Mm-hmm. Not only things that you're working through or memories or experiences, but also relationships too. Because mm-hmm. I definitely have relationships that have been like severed or I've severed myself and time i guess is all that i needed to work through things and just to grow up and just like scientifically your frontal lobe is still developing (laughs) until your mid-20s so it's like Mm -hmm. how old are you i'm 23 oh okay (laughs) that's all (laughs) that's just like my brain is more developed than you (laughs) is it (laughs) it actually is because you're older than me and also i think women's brains develop faster than really Wow. So you're more me. <laughs> Has my behavior said anything about that? Has it supported? What what evidence do you have that supports it? <laughs> dysfunctional true. monkey. We've been dysfunctional so, monkeys this entire time. 
<laughs> but um yeah it was kind of like our conversation on the balcony too where it was like oh, yeah. yeah we, we had, had some a, deep moments this trip actually. yeah and it's funny because every time i'm with derek it's like oh like crazy sunshine <laughs> but then it's like depression shit. like shit here's stuff that is Stuck destroying me from the inside like and then it's like ah, monkeys again <laughs> and then like bipolar yeah it's but... crazy because it's just like we say whatever comes to mind just yeah. anytime and that's what I love about hanging awesome. out with you too, is that like sometimes we could just be in silence. And then sometimes cup we could noodle. just like, <laughs> you sing cup noodle for like 15 oh minutes. Let it die, let it die. No, let absolutely it not. <laughs> um but yeah, it was, it's just like a conversation on the balcony about like letting things go and maybe things don't have an answer. Maybe they do, maybe it's time, maybe it's like and just trying maybe, to maybe you're thinking too much. Maybe yeah. it's just time to say shut it off and do something mundane mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. come back to it later or not yeah whatever forget about it yeah like if it's changing you this much and causing this much stress on you maybe just shut it off for a little bit and then come back and yeah. like yeah do something you like yeah do something you love exactly painting do it yeah dishes we did painting. some painting we did some painting that painting. one time. we did we um Ooh, don't look at that piece back yeah, there that's, that's right. not it it's right there. It's beautiful. Um, this was after we came back from Lakma and Freeze, and we're like, we're inspired. We're inspired. So <laughs> I glued tinfoil to a piece of paper and drew little swirls. In fact, that was one of the rules. We had to use tinfoil in our art pieces. So yes. that was really fun. I um did not I did my version of Picasso's blue piece. Oh, where is it? It's a butterfly. Over there. It's not a butterfly. It was Ooh. It was the 3D piece that I wanted to light better. I didn't have any white, so I just left it tinfoily and then did red. And then I didn't have any black, so I just did blue and like made it like dark. <laughs> Look at it. I'm definitely more the developed. What's wrong? Um, so yeah, good times. Good times. Um, yeah, what else did we do? We went to Malibu. Then we went on a coastal drive. Mountain, what? Who? Malibu. Oh, Malibu. I heard something. Mountain View. It. We went Mount to Mountain View Valley. Yeah. <laughs> We went to Malibu. We drove through the mountains. Yeah, in the convertible. In the convertible windows down. Uh huh. Blaring. And then we had to stop because it got cold. It got really <laughs> so we had to put the window up, and um, but it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Listening to two thousand hits. Yeah, um, that was wild. Screaming. Screaming. <laughs> screaming. Just, yeah. We went to Malibu. Really Malibu. On the beach. We... A really peaceful beach. Peaceful beach. Oh like Santa gosh. Monica. We went to Santa Monica first. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was. I just wanted to go to a beach and. Yeah, that was a lot of people all at once. Yeah, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. All at once. All at once. <laughs> Wait, that's not it. Everything, everywhere. All there at you once. go. You're a fan. This is an <laughs> Yeah. So we went to Malibu, and I fell asleep on the beach. Mm -hmm. You decided to draw. Mm -hmm. In the sand, zen, because that was after, that was the day after my panic attack, because I got a pretty bad panic attack at night, and then I was like, I'm going to do zen stuff. Uh, check it out on Derek's TikTok. It is there. It is. Please like it because the only one who liked it is Max. <laughs> you were like, we got one like, and I was like, that was me. It was you. It was only you. So. Man. And um, then we drove down the coast. We yeah. saw a bunch of houses we cannot afford, but we they do admire. They were beautiful. We like house hunting. Like for it. yeah, I was like, <laughs> we keep looking at different things. Like I'm like, look at trees, look at doors, doors. and you're like, what? <laughs> and you're like, with brands too. Like the whole trip, she was. I play a brand game and I love it. It's Logos Quiz, and I I'm probably the only one in the world who still plays you it. You are crazy for playing that game. It's so fun. <laughs> Basically, it's a game where you run around life and you see a logo or brand, and you go into it and you see like image or 
not an image. Yeah, well, I don't run around just, well, I do, but <laughs> for the game. No, the game is try to guess as many logos as possible, and they'll take out the obvious things like the name or like, you know, the obvious images, and you just have to guess based on this um, kind of broken logo. And it was really fun. I got like four while being out here. That's crazy. Yeah. You got four brands for your brand game? Yeah, That's out of like, sick. you should Sorry, see. I'll I, <laughs> <laughs> you should see these logos here. I'll I'll make you play it later. It's really okay. addicting. I will um, play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm I love it. I, I think it's because like I enjoy graphic design and the whole like aspect of like you look at a logo and you can tell if it's a car logo, gaming logo, whatever. Like you can immediately tell like what they're trying to sell to you, or at least good logos, and it's really cool. Marketing, man. It's it could really be marketing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> we'll put a we'll put a pin mm. in that. Uh, what do we do else? Do remember what, I'm trying to remember what we did Monday, Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. Not speaking English. That's what we're not doing. Um, we went store hunting yesterday. Around yeah. Yeah. yeah, we walked um, around. We around. Shops. Um, looked at more things we can't buy. Yeah, that was fun. We got we got matching earrings. We did. Or like opposite ish um yeah, kind of yin yang earrings. Um we went to Chinatown today. Yeah, that was fun. J Town. Um, tried to find a Zen garden, but it was hailing today. It was so bad. Then we went to Skid Row. That was yeah. That was a hard time. It was really hard. We met someone who got robbed in his own house and got stabbed and he had to go to the ER and they had to open him up to like yeah. see if there's anything else broken and that was really sad because i wish i had like more with me and here i am tooling around in like a convertible pretending i'm rich and i'm not yeah. so i was like i have this sandwich or uh this amigiri that i like just bought i hope you like salmon and like kind of seafood and he's like oh no that's actually perfect i uh i was a navy sea uh a navy seal so yeah. this is perfect and i was like oh my god thank god like i just oh i felt so bad I'm so it's glad crazy. he reached out to us, but he told us his story about being a Navy SEAL and like his buddies and um, he's going, he's hopefully going north to visit and stay with family for a little bit while he heals and recovers, but he literally just came out of the ER. Yeah, he showed us his <laughs> surgery wound and there was just staples mm -hmm. up and down his abdomen. Mm -hmm. And he literally came out of the ER, like that was the corner like where it was urgent care and he was right on the corner gonna walk across the street with like his yeah. bags like ready to go somewhere somewhere like, and we were just looking at this world war ii exhibit yeah and we were talking about how unbelievable it is that people in another life had to go to war and then here we are able to pursue yeah we're not rich we're not rich <laughs> if you haven't figured that out but we're able to, to like pursue our art mm -hmm. pursue what we love and we're able to somehow make it happen that we can drive up and down LA in a convertible mm -hmm. and go out to eat and mm -hmm. get something to drink and take off work so we can go see sights and you know those mm -hmm. things. And we were able to do that. But then there's this guy that has like his world is literally in a different caliber than I can comprehend. Mm -hmm. I gave him all the cash in my wallet, which was like eight dollars, mm -hmm. which I wish I could have given more mm -hmm. or wish I had more. But it's like it's just crazy. It's yeah. just crazy that. And that was just one person out of hundreds that we saw as we yeah. were driving down. And like, it was just tough because it was, it was like Fashion Avenue was right around the corner and then there's Skid Row and it's just the two completely different. You turn a street and it's just different. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to see that. And it's hard because like we, me and Max have this experience in Duluth where we were 
out by the lake with Mia, and we were there was you went off doing whatever. I was looking things. for rocks to skip. <laughs> I found a really big one, and I had to toss it to run faster. And then uh, Max says my name, but she says my name in a way that, by human instinct, you know something is wrong. You know, you can just tell by like a tone and voice. And I was like, oh shit, something's wrong. So we go to see Mags and Mags has her knife out and there's this drugged out guy who's obviously homeless. And he looked like, he looked really sick. He was just yellow monochromatic, like jaundice. Like it's just, even his clothes were yellow, like yellow skin, yellow eyes, yeah. yellow. It, it was really sad, but, but really scary. Cause he was chasing me. He, he was, was trying to get to Max. Yeah. And I don't know what he was going to do. Yeah, me either. So, I don't want to like stereotype people at all or do any of those kinds of things. Cause like, I don't want to like, my perspective is, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 But it was definitely a dangerous situation and we had to get out of there and long story short, he was chasing us, but he wasn't that fast. Yeah. But you had like a broken knee. And yeah. Broken I, I had a, I had a torn ACL freshly torn five days prior. So um, we weren't the fastest bunch. Yeah. And you were pushing me and I, I up like. And I, all I could say was thank you to him, apparently. I was yeah. just saying, thank you. Leave us alone. Thank you. You were trying to distract him because it was like I was down in a gorge with him kind of thing. It wasn't a tall gorge, but like it was like, you know, I had to climb eight feet to get to you guys. Yeah, and turn your back. Um, yeah. So you and Mia were trying to talk to him. And Mia has worked with um, some people where she knows how to like calm the situation down and everything. Yeah. So she was trying to do that. Um, and we <laughs> got in your car, drove all the way up the hill to Cub. Yeah. And then we cried in the freezer section. <laughs> but the, the saddest thing was, like, not just the trauma of being chased, but the sadder thing was we were students at the time and we couldn't help them in any way. Like, calling the cops wouldn't do anything. Yeah, it wouldn't do anything. It would not do any, anyone any good to call the cops. Um, and there were no resources for him to get help up there. Um, and that was, I think, the saddest part that, like, yeah. we all three realized because we, we all are, like, we all want to help people. Yeah. But not being able to do that and just having to run, like, was really sad. It's sad. Yeah. And it's just hard because it's like, you don't know the motives of anybody, mm -hmm. truly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, meeting that nice guy today who mm -hmm. has his, who was having tears in his voice and struggling to tell us this story, and the fact that he just opens his heart to these two random strangers. Mm -hmm. And for us to listen to him, that's all that people really, I think, want is to be listened, to feel like they exist. Mm-hmm and that they're here for something and mm -hmm. to help each other, help each other as much as possible. So, cause I've been in here in LA and I've given like money left and right. I've given mm -hmm. like, I get, sometimes I get extra, extra pizzas from work and I give it to homeless people. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't need that. I can get that tomorrow, but for mm -hmm. them, I'm going to give them a chef curated pizza for the day that costs $30 for no good reason. <laughs> and there it is. But it's like, the world we're all just so scared of each other mm -hmm. because when we cross that crosswalk to get nearer to him because that's where we had to go mm -hmm. obviously me and you have that experience mm -hmm. in Duluth and we I felt, felt scared I felt so bad because I kept looking at the crosswalk when he, when like the next go was yeah. and I was like I want to be listening to him and be present and it was so hard because I just had that in the back of my mind of like and I am very small so yeah. if like anyone grabs me, I can't really do anything. Like yeah. even with my fighting skills as a background, I used to do Taekwondo and I used to like just fight people and <laughs> that, that's just awful. That sounds awful. People. But yeah, it was kind of like a fight club in my basement. Like we would, 
they would welcome to fight club <laughs> Dave, we are not supposed to talk about it <laughs> but um but yeah even with that I still, if someone grabs me a certain way, I can't do anything. Yeah. Like, there's only a few things that I know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just, like, really sad because I wanted to be so, like, in the moment. And I think that's why I do art because I, like, I want to tell people's stories. I want to tell my story. I want to connect with people like, hey, maybe you've been through this and, like, just try to help people in that way. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, like in college, I wasn't very good at school and I wasn't good at like sitting at a computer and like writing stuff and all that. And I, I'm like, how can I help as an artist where I'm an artist, I do what I do well and how can I reach more people and just yeah, yeah help heal or something or get enough money for my art so that I can help financially. Like that would be great. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's so. my goal. I mean, financial wise, make sure I'm good, my friends are good, my family's good. Mm-hmm. If I reach a point where I'm, we're all good, then any extra money I have, I want to use it to help other people mm-hmm. because I just feel like the, fin- the financial gap is so freaking huge because we would see all these magnificent houses with mm-hmm. like 50 bajillion rooms. And what if only one family lives there and they have like one child? It's like three people mm-hmm. using all those rooms. And then you drive down the street and there's just homeless people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't even need to drive down the street. You just look over the bridge. Literally. Yeah. Just look over our balcony right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know the answer to fix that, mm-hmm. but I want something to be done. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm trying to do everything I can with mm-hmm. in my situation too. So it's like, mm-hmm. do what you can. Yeah. Get what you can. And, Sometimes yeah. I feel like I don't do enough, but then I have to remember like my circumstances as well. Like it's yeah. so hard to be like so communal, but also like being able to take care of yourself enough to be able to take care of other people and to continue to do that. Yeah. Like um, one of my friends was homeless for a while in Minnesota and it was winter. And I tried so hard to like reach out to her, help her, but like I didn't, I couldn't have her stay at my place just because of the rules of like our building. Mm. Um, so I tried to give her money and then I was not doing well, like financially for a little bit because but I was like, Oh, I got to help her. Um, and then it was just like really hard because our schedules were so like different and she had to like give up her dogs and everything. And just like, it was really sad. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I could do more. Like, yeah. um, so it was also that thing of like knowing how much you can do. Um, and then knowing how much that you need so that you can continue to support yourself, support yourself and then others, like if the opportunity arises. Um, yeah. so it was, that was, yeah. It's I always, didn't know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, on, on <laughs> this is that so... note, we got um, really deep into yeah. the, the, well, the homelessness crisis. Yeah, I know, right? Well, question for you of being here two months? Three now. Three, almost. oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you have any short term, as in the next five, six months, any short term goals that you have? And do you have any long term goals for the year, end Ooh. of the year? Man, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> My goals are, my goals are obviously to like land something, book mm-hmm. something that is consistent and can, you know, pay me and artistically fills, fulfills me. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. But I can't put all my eggs in that basket because that's just mentally insane to do that because <laughs> you chose a career in acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my goals are to like, my personal goals are like self-development. The reason I moved out here by myself is to grow as fast, not as fast, but grow in the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like an incubation period for me. Um, and I think I want to 
figure out, try as many different things that I'm curious about. Because in my life, I'm always curious about so many different crafts and crafts, <laughs> crafts, craft skills and things. Crafting, crafting, half glue. But like, you know, you have so many interests and you know how they say that 40 year olds, they change their, sometimes 40 year olds go back to school and change their major mm -hmm. and decide, you know, that's the time. I want to try as many different things, figure out what it is I want to do. And that might change in the future. It probably will because I'm only a human being, mm -hmm. but just to continue to you know try those different things. And for me right now, that's like writing something. My friend Chris is coming back up here and hopefully we'll create something, a short film. Um, Eric reached out to me and we might want to create something too. So like I have all these people in my network. Mm -hmm. I know more people than I think I do. Yeah. I give myself credit. He's for. popular. I'm popular. <laughs> no, I'm not popular. I just went to, I went to school with a lot of people. Yeah. I know all, the, all these people are creative and they want to do something so mm -hmm. i think just to create stuff mm -hmm. because i think initially when i came out here i was like of course i had stars in my eyes mm -hmm. and they always say that you come out here with stars in your eyes and everyone does and then reality hits you mm -hmm. i knew that but i still had stars in my eyes yeah i still do i still have that yeah. little hope you know what i mean yeah but hope from the lab of it school and business <laughs> i nice. have a little card that says hope and it's from umd <laughs> from... I, my I did i found it really quick i though. decorated it oh I yeah everything is in my <laughs> i put a little bear right somewhere a little bear yeah a little bear i forgot everything else but i brought the bear <laughs> the bear <laughs> yeah we were talking about your packing skills <laughs> your priorities yeah they're amazing she brought a bear <laughs> But she forgot a lot of essential things. So we had to go to CVS three times and a Walmart. I went to Walmart twice. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's crazy town. <laughs> crazy town. Anyway, yeah. those were my goals. I don't yeah. remember what the question was. Yeah, long-term, short-term goals. And a part two to that question um, is how do you stay motivated in... Not you don't have to be excited to do like a billion self tapes, but how do you get that energy and just stay on track? I think <laughs> making myself laugh. <laughs> if I'm entertained by my by the script and my choices of the character, I think that's how I get through it. Yeah. Because after doing like the fiftieth self tape out here, I'm like, God, another script, another, you know putting all this effort in, memorizing, shooting it, getting a reader and sending it off and hearing nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do I even do this? So I think the only way I can continue doing it is if I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it when I laugh by the choices I make. And sometimes they're a bit crazy. <laughs> I've said some crazy stuff out there it's and I've so not heard good. back, understandably. <laughs> but that's how I continue. It's very fun. I enjoyed doing all of and watching um you do the self tapes and everything. Oh. Um, this is a weird thing. Um, I'm not an actor, but it was really fun playing opposite of you as Yay. best I can. It was really fun. I actually really enjoy doing um, a scripted dialogue and playing off of people because I'm like, oh, this is what acting is? Like, it's so cool how easy it kind of comes in to play off of each other's energy. Yeah. I don't do it very well, but it's really sense. fun. It's so fun. All you do, you take what you're given and just respond to it. And I like would say a line and then I'd see the reaction on your face and I'm like, whoa, like yeah. and it'd pull me in and it was so cool. Exactly. Acting is cool. Um, but then I saw you and Jen work and that was amazing. Oh, just seeing him and Jen did like improv together for um, one of the self tapes and that was so cool. Yeah. You're hyping me up. 
yeah. for having me up too much. I loved Anyways, it. So I loved it. <laughs> oh, thank you, so I think it's also because it's not my field. So I'm just more awed by it. I'm just like, wow, like, how can you do that? How can you just like think on your feet like that? Mm-hmm. Like I have a plot in front of me and I can just like type numbers and that's it. But like, <laughs> we can learn so many skills. Yeah. That's what I think I've learned. Yeah. It's like, you have certain skills too. Like mm-hmm. you have a certain eye. Just like taping that taping cord. that cord to that cabinet over there, which Mags has done so magnificently. We <laughs> put a light on top of his fridge, and then I dressed the cables that you can't really see it. <laughs> and then the button to like turn the light on and off is just right under the cabinet. Mm. It was fun. <laughs> Have fun finding that Special button. Skills. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> the button that cannot be found yes. is the button it's that gonna is s- missing. <laughs> it's just gonna stay on forever. Yeah. Or you have your clicker. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Max, I have a question for you. Oh goodness, yeah. What are you going to take away from this trip? Oh, oh, that's a pretty easy one, unfortunately. <laughs> that no matter how far I run, my demons will always be with me. So and it's pretty dark. That's I know. a pretty dark realization. <laughs> the my one thing I took away. <laughs> well, it's because like I've traveled a lot this year. I've been really fortunate to be able to travel. Um, whether it's for business or like whatever, like this was a business trip actually. So it was pretty good. Um, but um, yeah, I, I have a lot of like um, mental illnesses, I guess you can say, <laughs> or like mental um, challenges and fun things. And um, this year has been really difficult for me because it's like all new stuff. It's like, I think of it as like leveling up in like a video game Mm -hmm. and then you level up and then you still have these problems, but then maybe you can try to solve it faster or use those skills that you learned to like, I don't know, help. But then there's also new challenges. That's how I kind of view life is that there's always a new challenge no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to use what you have in your tool belt or learn a new skill and just kind of keep going and... This year has been pretty challenging because my demons have kind of changed and kind of, I shouldn't call them demons, that's kind of mad or uh, mean, but um, but yeah, these little friends of mine um, have been very challenging. So um, realizing that I have to really spend the time to solve them. Otherwise, everywhere I go, even on the beach, like with sunshine and everything, it, they were still at the back of my mind. And just like, and I got to be there with them in, on a peaceful beach. And that was fun. Like I didn't like, yeah, I got to think about them and hang out with them without it being too like dark or anything, but they were still there. So being able to be like, okay, how can I live life with them by my side and as like old friends and maybe get annoyed with them once in a while, but old friends, or how can I change them so that they are no longer hurting me, but helping me. So because I'm always going to have them is what I've discovered. I'm always going to have them, but I can't run away from them. Um, And the couple of trips that I have taken, I have been able to run away from them. But I think it's because like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But like Mm -hmm. when I went to Medora to do like um, some lighting work, they didn't come with me. I was just having so much fun out there and I didn't even think about them. I was just doing my job and all that. But then when I came back, they all came back with me. Like they were all waiting for me, like at my front door. So then I went to Korea and then I got to explore a new place and a couple of demons were with me, but like, um, but it was fine because we got to enjoy Korea. Um, but then when I came back, they were just waiting at my front door and now I come here and I brought all of them with me. <laughs> and I was like, they oh gosh. To come to LA too. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted some sunshine. Seriously, they, they all were like, hands. hello. So I yeah. know <laughs> we all needed to photosynthesize for a little bit. And um, yeah, and for the most part, we all 
all my little friends enjoyed it, but then sometimes they've really like eat me away um, at some points. So it's just like continuing to work on that, continuing to like be like, okay, there might be not, there not, might not be an answer now, but we can set it aside and focus on something later or like time will heal or like just let it like go hmm. somehow. So yeah, that's unfortunately what I took away. Also art is weird. I think that's the other <laughs> I don't know. Those are beautiful realizations. Though. Yeah. Because... I was really insightful on this trip, but yeah. me being insightful makes me kind of sad. <laughs> so I think I think it's like a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to know that, to realize that you're never going out on your demons because I, I had that same realization from here too. Mm-hmm. Like I, the first week was like, glossy land, it's beautiful, great. But then week two, then you just have to focus and then everything comes back. Yeah. You know, the things you think about, things mm-hmm. you wish for yourself, the things you pick apart, and then you're in bed for three days straight. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you have to realize that location isn't going to change anything. Mm-hmm. You have to do that internal hard work. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time. It's so hard too, because sometimes you just don't want to go there. You're like, I've been sad. I don't want to go even further down, yeah. but sometimes going further down almost helps. Maybe yeah. it hurts, but I don't know. It's, it's a journey. It is certainly a journey. It is like this. Yeah. And it is insanity. It, it, I'm just waving my hand around. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. So, um, but yeah. Um, well, I'm yeah. glad you had that realization. Yeah. And it was a good one. Like it, like I wasn't in, it's always like at the end of like therapy where it's like you're more sore or like at the end of like a workout, you're just more sore. But then at like maybe the next day you're like, okay, hmm. yeah, that was good. And then keep going a little bit more sore, but then the soreness goes away after a while. Yeah. kind of feels like that whenever I get like a realization like that and like start to put the pieces together. Um, hard work, tiring work, but then I feel a little bit better. And then, yeah. And then the next day it might get a little bit better and then a little bit yeah. better. And maybe it doesn't feel good, but then we get better and all that. And yeah. that's, yeah. It's life, man. Constant back and forth, I guess. Yeah. So, but I'm really enjoyed it out here. It was really fun. It's oh. a whirlwind. <laughs> we, it's a whirlwind. The fact that we couldn't even li- list off what we did the last like four days yeah, here. Been, we've been everywhere. We've hit everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I visited my best friend, Susanna. Hi, Susanna. Hi, Susanna. Um, she also has another podcast. I don't know what it's called. I'm <laughs> not a good friend. Um, yeah. But uh, she is a, a, a stand-up comedian down in San Diego, and we mm. met halfway in, do you call it Irvine or Irvine? Irvine, Irvine, Irvine California. Yeah, Irvine? I don't know. But we met up and it was just really healing because she is so funny and I love her and she makes me laugh like no one's business. Like <laughs> <laughs> You gotta keep those. You gotta keep those friends that yeah. make you laugh like that. Like barely laugh. Yeah. We'd have, we'd have a couple. Yeah, yeah. We've Zags. I called you Zags. <laughs> Next. Hey Zags. Oh. <laughs> we had a laugh bit on our way to Arnold last night in a stairwell for, for a good 10 minutes. Ah, that was so funny. I went down the stairs. <laughs> that's what was going through my mind. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes, you this know, that's all insanity. We might have drank some soju. Maybe a bar. Maybe a bar. Maybe a little bit of something else, too. But, like, I don't know. It was just so funny. I I thought I my abs hurt. That was a good workout. We did. I just need to be around you for my abs. <laughs> I'm an ab workout. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, it's it's felt good. It's felt so good to laugh like that because I haven't laughed like that in so long. Like with you and Suze, and oh my god, it was good. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm leaving. 
And now you're leaving in an, an hour. hour. <laughs> That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but Any last memories or tidbits from this adventure? Oh, we're going to cup noodle. Any cup noodle? Cup noodle. Cup noodle. <laughs> Any bits of wisdom that you gleaned from this thing called life and wish to share? Um, call your bank <laughs> before call traveling bank. anywhere by like a week ahead of schedule and um, get a rental car, but it's okay if you don't because you might end up with a convertible. <laughs> That's Those are life hacks right there. Yeah, life hacks. I, I can't believe that happened. That's insane. Um, also extending my trip and not having to pay. Like I wanted to extend my trip like on Sunday and my card wasn't working, so I had to call my bank again. And then um, it worked the next day. But then I didn't have to pay for my trip. Like originally when I was going to extend my trip on Sunday, it was going to be another hundred, like 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then I extended it Monday, like literally 12 hours from before my flight. And um, it was $0. So that was wild. Um, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> don't. I guess the lesson is don't, don't like, don't just take no for an answer before yeah. asking. So yeah. just ask for shit and see what you can get. Yeah, like that one night when I was trying to, I thought we had to return the car that morning and we had to get up, like if we had to return the car, we'd have to get up at like 7 a.m. so you could drive me to the airport and back to yeah. see Susanna. Um, so then I was like, well, what's gonna happen? Oh, um, Alamo is open for 24 hours. Um, I'll call them and see how much it is to just rent the car for two more days. And I ended up <laughs> gaining $60. They were, they're paying me $60 to keep it another two days. That is crazy. And I was like, how does that happen? And they're like, oh, the daily rate changes. So if you extend it, then we have to bring the entire price down. So I still I, don't get it. I, don't I still don't get it. So it was crazy. So we have a convertible for another hour and 15 minutes. Let's, oh, but the garage is closed. Oh, um, dang it. But you don't need to get back in. That's true. We could just tool around and scream. We could just tool around and scream. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode five of T-Dog Talk. This has been Dysfunctional Monkeys with Mads. We are going to spend our last hour flying down the highway, screaming out to our favorite songs. Yes. And, uh. In cold LA. In cold LA. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me yeah, and for yeah, the I don't know, and just for housing me too. Of course. <laughs> like this wonderful four hundred square feet studio. It was really fun. Although I felt so bad waking you up every morning oh, at no, eight thirty in the morning. I used to wake up at eleven forty-five, so <laughs> it was a bit of an adjustment. But <laughs> I adjusted as much barely. <laughs> I just need to wake up early. Anyway, wake up earlier, you guys. You can do it because I can. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cup noodle. Goodbye.